Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earle, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I'm here with Jeff Thompson, and he is joining me. You're in the UK today, aren't you? I am. Yes. Welcome. Welcome England. to High Road. Yes. I'm, I'm uh, about 100 yards from where Shakespeare was married. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, That's I'm, phenomenal. In the, I'm, in, I'm in Stratford, up on Avon, which is the birth town of, of uh, uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, so... That gave me uh, chills for some reason. I got chills on that one. Well, I'm hoping my writing improves any time, Nancy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure. in, I'm in the atmosphere. I'm breathing. I'm breathing Shakespeare in. He's in the atmosphere. He's in the atmosphere. Just bring it in, God. He'll bring it to you. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Hey, you guys. Deb has written this really cool book. And this is a big one, you guys. It's going to be a big show today. 99 Reasons to Forgive. Mm. And... Revenge ain't one. <laughs> when I read that title, I was like, yeah, that's about it too. It's hard to forgive. So we're going to talk about forgiveness today. But before we get started, let me tell you about Jeff Thompson. He is a BAFTA winning screenwriter, uh, a penning multi-award winning film for luminaries such as Ray Winstone, Orlando Bloom, Anne Reed, Allison Stedman, and James Cosmo. He has also written over 40 books. Wow. I can't even believe that's crazy. His work in the self-help genre has been published in 21 languages. He's appeared on the Sunday Times bestseller list several times. His book, Watch My Back, and I'm going to have to watch this movie because I didn't realize. So you wrote this book detailing experiences working at a nightclub as a doorman in Coventry for over a decade. And that was in, adapted into a movie, which was called... Uh, watch my back and it was nominated uh for a club award is that right talk about that for a second yeah it was, yeah, it was uh the the book became a short film um starring ray winston um and that was nominated for a bafta it was also a stage play that got picked up by the royal court in london wow um and then it was made into a film called club which which was nominated for a biffer award um and then other stories from Watch My Back, because it's a bit of a Pandora's box. Gotcha. Um, it, it, other stories from that have become short films, stage plays. Uh, one of the stories in it about forgiveness became a feature film, an acclaimed feature film starring Orlando Bloom. Right. Um, so if I want to look it up, do I look for Clubbed or do I look for Watch My Back? Uh, well, Watch My Back is the book. And the uh, movie Clubbed, is Clubbed. Clubbed. Clubbed was inspired by it, but the, uh, the film... Okay. A form that the film that relates to this podcast is a film called Retaliation. Okay. So it was originally called Romans, but it's, okay. it's called Retaliation and it stars Orlando Bloom. And that's the one that's very relevant to this. It's about the metaphysical power of forgiveness, but it's very graphic and it's very um, muscular. It, you know, it isn't socks and sandals. It's a very muscular film about the power of forgiveness. I love it. It isn't socks and sandals, you guys. I love that. <laughs> That's phenomenal. All right. Now I got to say this. Jeff is also among the world's highest ranking self-defense and martial arts instructors. I think this is cool. So you have a black belt. I don't understand how this stuff works. You're just right up there, huh? With this kind of stuff. You have well, a black somebody said once, because um, I teach self-defense, uh, yeah. um, one of my friends was, talk was talking to a monk, a Zen monk. And he said, I'm doing some self-defense with Jeff Thompson. The monk said, which self are you defending against? <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Well, I want to know your story. Why did you decide that you were going to write this book? 99 Reasons to Forgive. I mean, do you come from a religious background or what's your what's your story? Tell us. Tell the audience. Yeah, I do come from a Christian background. Okay. Um, I was sexually abused. I was groomed and sexually, sexually abused at the age of 11. Um, it created a dark schema, left me with a parasite. I didn't understand. I was too afraid to tell anybody about it. Left me frightened. As an adult, it left me psychotic. 
um, jealous, uh, but with like jealous psychosis, you know, um, it left me feeling um, <clears throat> insecure. Um, later, when I tried to overcome these fears by confronting them, it displaced into violence. Um, so I used to suffer with a lot of depressions because of this abuse, and I, and I didn't really understand why. It used to debilitate me. Right. Um, when, I eventually, when I eventually found the power of forgiveness, I wanted to pass it on to other people because it's a release, but I didn't know how to articulate it. I couldn't articulate it. I, I, the guy that abused me when I was 11, I met him when I was 40. And when I was when I was a monster, when I was a lump, you know, like I was a, a senior martial artist, I was a seasoned bouncer, I could kill in 30 languages, you know, I was a very able guy. But when I met him, I knew that that wouldn't work. I knew that violence would feed the parasite in me and it would feed the parasite in him. Um, and I knew that I had to forgive him. I had to give him over to a greater force than myself. Right. And that 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 forgiveness released me from this unholy bond that we had. Um, and I wanted to pass that on to other people and say, look, you know, you can be free from the parasite of abuse, from resentment, from dissonance, from confusion, from anger, from hate, from hate, from the need for witness revenge. You can be free from that. Um, but I didn't know how to articulate it. I couldn't, I, I was trying to talk to people and they constantly kept equating forgiveness with pardon i said no it's not pardon i haven't got, right. the, power. I haven't got the power to pardon that's not my power that's well yeah power. well yeah because and you even say in the book forgiveness is not letting them off it's not that we're gonna gonna get out of it or they get out of jail free card i thought that was funny that you yeah. said that but you know i want to stop you there for a second because that's been my issue of work i've worked on it <laughs> I guess I want to say this as you're talking, and I want to ask you how you did this, but forgiveness has been hard for me with certain people because it's like you say, in one way, you just, you want to see them suffer. You want to skip back at them. You want revenge. There's a part of you, and this is what I want to talk about, because this is what stops everybody, and you can agree yeah. or disagree. That's but this, true. yeah, this is what stops like, I'm like, okay, I can forgive this person. And then you get a trigger and you remember, and then you get angry all over again. Mm. And it's almost like, I wonder if it, and then, and then I'm just going to say this stuff. I just want to know what you think. Now I'm to a point where I've looked at the situation with this person as a broader picture and realized that this person really had issues and then the compassion comes in. Yeah. That's the key. That's the solution. Yeah. And that's, that's the only way. Effective. Well, that's the only way I've been able to figure that because you do have to realize that like the guy who did this to you, did you realize, did you finally have compassion because you realized that somebody maybe did this to him? Yeah. Well, I know some, so I know that he was a victim. He wasn't just a victim of somebody else. He was a victim of darker forces. So it's like a virus. If somebody gives you a virus, you don't attack them. You just get rid of the virus that's in you. Well, are you They've saying got, he had something, something dark attached to him? Yeah, I'd say he had something dark in him and he put it into me. It's a parasite. So the, 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 uh, the enemy isn't the people, even though it happens through them and it still happens on their watch. They still have a responsibility and they, they still have to pay the consequence of that. But this energy works through people that you could call it the adverse forces. It works through people. It pervades the atmosphere and it works through people. So this person abused me and left, uh, and left a parasite in me. So he left that kind of dark energy in me. And over time, because I didn't talk about it and I didn't exercise it and I didn't clean it, it grew bigger and bigger gotcha. until it, until I started to until I started to abuse myself physically, sexually, I was angry, I was confused, I blamed everybody. When I finally started to try and overcome this fear, I couldn't quite articulate it at the time. I became a nightclub bouncer, but that only fed it because I was very violent. Yeah, you were just right. You were feeding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What I learned over time, that when I met this guy and forgave him, and I told him I forgave him, there was a release. Right. First of all, 
first of all, I told him the truth. So I, I injured him first. They say that if you want to forgive somebody, first injure them. Well, what so did you say? Him. What did you I say? Said, to... I told him the truth. I said to him, you may have rationalised what you did to me. You may have thought that I was complicit. You may have thought that it was just a relationship. I was a child. Right. It was an abuse. Yes. You abused me right. and you damaged my life. And then I said to him, you need to know I forgive you. Now, I said to him twice, I forgive you. And when I went to walk away, he stood up and put his hand out and his hand was trembling like that. And he wanted me to shake his hand. I knew what he was saying. He was saying he wanted me to cement it. He wanted me to give him over to this greater force. So I didn't let him off and I didn't condone what he did. I just gave him over to God, to reciprocity, to cause and effect, whatever you want to call it. Now, I walked away and I felt released because I'd let him go. But then there was a, then I realized my forgiveness was a quiet conceit because I'd forgiven him. And now that I'd forgiven him, I'd been blinded so much by my anger towards him. I, I'd failed to see how many lives I'd damaged myself, how unkind I'd been in my own life from the, from the venal sins, you know, like gossiping and being unkind to the more, to the bigger, broader mortal sins where I was physically violent towards people in some kind of uh, childish displacement. Well, yeah, because well, when you're angry, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but when you're angry, you take it out on everybody else because misery loves company, doesn't it? And that just feeds the parasite. So right. I recognize that I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually greedy, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah. I'm, I'm spiritually selfish in a good way. Yeah. I want more light. I want to receive more light and I want to, I want to transmit or impose more light into the world. But I can't do that if I've got blocks in me. Mm -hmm. If there are darknesses in me, if there are blocks in me, mm -hmm. that light can't feel, can't find its way through. So right. by forgiving him, I release that, I release that parasite, I release that darkness. Now that darkness that's in me, that parasite also contains light. Right. Even though it's a parasite, it's still got light in it. Did you send when it I, to the light? When I, yeah, what I did is I gave it over to God. Yeah. I gave it over to reciprocity. So the nature of the abuse was liberated and the effulgence right. that was locked in it, the light came to me and I expanded. So consciousness expanded. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to see all the harm I'd done myself. Ever since this person abused me when I was 11, none of the decisions I made from that point on were my own. I never had autonomy. He stole my autonomy. So when I gave him over to reciprocity or when I gave him over to um, God, um, I gave him back his parasite and I, and I took my autonomy back. This is what they say in Judaism. If you see somebody that's abused you, run after them and serve them because they have something of yours and you need it back and you have something of theirs. And you should give them that back. So we have their parasite. It lives in us. I'm not, it's not a metaphor. It's a living energy form. Well, and and I've heard it. this. I've heard this. And I want to stop you. So how did you give it back? Okay. So you let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Because, okay. So you forgave him. He wanted to shake your hand. You chose not to shake his hand. But yet you took that piece of darkness, you say you sent it to God, you, did you send it to God or did you give it back to him? I, well, I gave him I gave him the truth, which was, because uh, this is a man that was damaged. I know, um, but- And, he, and he, he, would, he, would have, he would have rationalized what he did. Right. So I said to him, none of those rationalizations work, that what you did to me was wrong, I was a child. Right. You abused me. So I gave him, I gave him the truth, and I gave him back the parasite. So he's got the parasite, but I've so, also given it over to God as well. So basically I've given him it um, back. Yeah, I've given I've given him him over to his own to the consequences of his own actions. Now so, I, so I was free then to look at what I was free then to look at the atonement of my own errors. Right. So now I want to say this to you, because this something similar happened to me in my life with my mom. Now do you look at this as a blessing? Because look oh, who you yeah. are. Isn't it yeah. crazy? Isn't it yeah. crazy? That's this what I guy. say to people. There's, there's life after abuse. There is treasure in the ruins. Yeah. Because not only have you removed darkness and yeah. taken the light from that as a yeah. gift, yeah. you've also made room for more light. So you bring more light in, more consciousness. Wow. But for me, I realized 
I didn't have the power to pardon him. That's that's something only God can do. Right. So I gave him over to that force. Um, what I do have the power to do is to atone my own errors, to repent or to, to redeem. So all the decisions I've made after um, after this abuse, I, I damaged myself. I've been unkind to people. Um, I was for a time I was quite violent. So I've got lots of karma myself to clean. So once I got rid of him, and that wasn't an obscurity anymore, I was able to see my own errors. And I recognized mm -hmm. that those errors also lived in me as parasites. Um, and they also blocked light, but they also contained light. So I wanted that light. So I started to give them over. I started to atone as in other words, yeah. each error that I made duplicated me so I was divided um, and I started to um, dissolve each one of those uh, divides or demons until mm -hmm. I became at one till I attained um, atonement so that's yes. the process the process is uh, I'm not concerned too much about what he did to me or what anybody else did to me or what the greedy politician or the violent fundamentalist or the or the greedy banker or the corrupt bank. I'm not worried about what they do. I'm looking for the corrupt banker or the corrupt politician in me. I'm looking for the greedy banker in me. I'm looking for the violent fundamentalist in me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clean them from me. I'm yeah. going to retrieve the light and I'm going to make room for light so that my consciousness can continue to expand. And this light isn't blocked all the time. Every time light wants to come through us, um, it is blocked by any kind of um, resistor or resistance. And these resistors or resistances are the angers, the fear, the anxiety, the depression. The I agree. Brain. I agree with you to a certain degree, but I'll, I will say that I bring in the light every day and I bring it yeah. up from the earth and I bring it in through my crown chakra and through my um, body. And I believe that the light will help heal and will help. Um, it does dissipate some of those blockages it will help you clear if bringing in the light I, I i will say will help you clear some of those blockages away or even make you aware i want to rewind a little bit because you've done all this and it's really cool but the part where people get stuck let's go back and let's go back to the i want to get back at this person i want to see them i want revenge and I think the biggest thing that people don't understand, and I want you to kind of go back and talk about this a little bit, because I finally have understood it. It takes a while. You don't have to do anything because God takes care of it. The universe takes care of it. Yeah. And it's really quite interesting. I think I think what happens with humans is that we uh, we want it to happen now. We want to see it. That person has done me wrong, and I want to see it in this life. We want I've heard, witness We want yeah, witness yeah. And, yeah. and I've been there. I'm like, oh, I just want it. You know, I'll be all right once I see that that person gets theirs. And then you finally have to get to this point, and that's why I'm talking about this because a lot of people. I mean, we're all human. This is what happens. We want to see that person get theirs for what they did because they, you know, an eye for an eye. Come on. But the part that we have to realize is that God does take care of it. And the universe yeah. does take care of it. It's, it's impeccable. It's it's true. And, you know, that's the part, I think, where people get hung up. Talk about this. Well, the universe is impeccable. It keeps its own books. It does not need us to witness a revenge in order to balance the books. The, the, the hills and the valleys will be leveled and filled. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean we don't have to do anything. We may have to play our part. We may have to have our day in court. We may need to demand justice but if mm -hmm. we're going to demand justice of other people we equally need to demand justice of ourselves for the things we've done wrong because we all of us walk around like we're wounded and that we've never hurt anybody else True. so just justice is a two-way street i have every right to demand justice from somebody that's assailed me but i need to make sure i'm ready to uh to meet the justice from my own actions which i have been doing all my life so um, karma is a fat bird. Everybody contributes to it. If you drop a pebble in the corner of the pond, the ripples will meet every aspect of that pond. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, everybody is responsible for everything because every, if, whether you drop in a venal sin or a mortal sin, it all adds up to a fat bird that we all have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Once you realize that what we think, what we say, what we do 
has an effect in the world, it has a rippling effect. Once right. we understand reciprocity or causality, we automatically start to think and say and do only good things. So people think that gossiping isn't bad, but in Judaism, they would consider that murder. Because oh, yeah. we, are, we are assassinating a character. Sure. They think that embarrassing somebody is not that bad. But when we embarrass somebody, again, uh, in the Torah, they talk about the fact that you are drawing blood. So if mm -hmm. we want to go into the... The, the words, it's our words. Yeah. It's our, yeah, our, yeah. we, we do we a say, lot. I mean, mm -hmm. in... Um, yeah, the spoken uh, word. Yeah, the spoken word. They, they mm -hmm. call it magic sound, heka, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, uh, this ability to create with sound. The, the world was created with sound. So we, we are creating things every single day with our thinking, right. Right. with our saying, and with our doing. Once mm -hmm. you get that, once you fully understand it, and once you understand the meticulous and impeccable nature of the universe, that it does not forget that everybody has to meet, everybody has to, every um, Dr. Jekyll has to pick up the, the bill for his own Mr. Hyde. You know, we're always picking up the bill for our darker side. Once you recognize that, there is no profit and no intelligence in being unkind to anybody. Right. So that's how I live my life. And I fall, same as everybody else, but I understand it. Right. So, so I make sure that everything I put out comes from a place of love. If there are elements that rise in me that are dark and that are not kind, I observe them choicelessly. So I practice choiceless awareness. I observe them, but I don't engage them. Mm -hmm. I observe them, but I don't identify with them. If I do that, they dissipate. The nature of that defilement is liberated and the effulgence comes over to me. This is yeah, you don't want to give it energy. You don't want to give it more energy. Is is what you're if saying? You, if you yeah. if you if you if you're looking at a situation with revenge, with anger, mm -hmm. uh, with fear, with anxiety, with confusion, you are feeding the very energy that you're trying to get rid of. So we're mm -hmm. we're feeding the very energy we want to lose. Right. If we think a, a dark thought about somebody, we become bound to them. We are entangled by them. That's so my true. Abuser, my my abuser was still abusing me. Thirty years after after the initial abuse, even though we were separated by miles and miles, and he was even still abusing me after he died because it, the parasite was in, still in me and still active until I actually stopped engaging it and identifying with it. When the parasite rises, this is the danger, Nancy. We, we think that its thinking is, our, is ours. We think it's us. Right. Not only that, the parasite thinks it's us as well. So that in that state of entanglement, we think these thoughts, these whispers are ours. They're not. So we have to learn to find stillness. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Do you think, <laughs> I just want to know what you think on this one, because I, I work on all this stuff too. You probably know that. But so when you get a thought, this is what, this kind of a, it's kind of a weird deal. When I get a thought and it's something I don't even want to deal with now, I just run it through my gut and I don't think about it anymore. And I start over. Yeah. Now, but here's the question. Cause as you're talking, I I'm thinking it's not really, I don't think it's my thought. Cause we're like radio transmitters. I think it's that person's thought and it got to me. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that I'm saying that thoughts are yeah that that person. Leads do you know what parasite. I'm saying? Do you know yeah, what I'm I saying? Do, yeah. that so person that person, yeah, so right? Yeah, but yeah. Thought, but 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 thought is a separate entity anyway. Right. We think that the thoughts we we think are ours are ours, right? But it could be coming from somewhere else because we're like we're, we're energy, we're transmitters, yeah. we're, we're because because thoughts come from a separate realm, right? Um, so it's not even our thought. No, it's not not ours or theirs. I we know. choose whether we we choose whether we acknowledge it. Into it or not. Yeah. So okay. our you know, and the mother talk about the fact that talk of, of thought as a separate density, as a separate frequency. Uh, we don't know that the thoughts aren't ours, so we think every single thought that comes in. Now, oh, I'm gonna stop you again. I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> this is a great conversation. This is so much fun, Joe. So when I do a reading, and my angel tells me, now I work with angels, so yeah. I do a reading, and I just ask my angels, and it just yeah. comes immediately. So, but I know it's her because yeah, I'm asking her. So because you've got discernment, you have spiritual discernment. Yes. The divine sword, as they call it. Yes. 
but that doesn't mean that other thoughts from other people can't come at me. And it's yeah. to me, this is what I want to express to the audience. So people get this. So yeah. when that thought comes in our head, you don't have to think, well, why did I think that? Cause there's a lot of times where you'll go, yeah. why did I think that? But yeah. what you're saying is it's not something I thought. It's not yours. No, and you, how did it you, get to me? Then, then how did I, how did my energy field draw it into me then? Well, if you've got anything negative in you, if you've got any negative frequencies, these negative frequencies will be drawn to it. That's it. So they, uh, Aurobindo would call it a partner. So if I've got uh, negative conditioning, a negative wound, a negative perception, cognition, per, you know, precepts, concepts, if I've got those loaded into me from my conditioning. From childhood, um, like from programming. From, from yeah, programming. Even from, even from yeah. thousands of years of okay. conditioning. Sure. Then these thoughts will be attracted to that frequency. So okay. our job is to remove those frequencies through purging or through the process of regeneration. Okay. That we become a clean vessel. So then eventually, okay, we are an observer sat in the center of the universe, just choosing what we engage and what we don't engage. You and I are on the same page. <laughs> That's so much fun. So I, I only it. choose I only choose love. And I yes. again I speak to intelligences. Yes. The same as you. I speak to them. Um, well, I speak to the Holy Spirit, which is the yes. female energy. Yes. Um, the Holy Spirit Spirit is in me. And I just say, um, yeah. I only want to serve God. I only want to be, be close to God. I only want to I only want to please God. Please show me how I can serve. Yeah. So the angel goes before me. It tells me when to turn left and when to turn right, when right. to push and when to yield, yes. when to say yes, when to say no. Yes. Whether to spend five minutes with somebody or whether to spend five years with somebody. You know, so I, I don't make any decisions anymore. I just follow the commands of spirit. Right. Now, I'm going to stop you again because this is something I just learned. So I'm going to tell everybody about it because I want everyone to understand this stuff. Now, here's the deal. You know, and this is just me personally, so I'll just put myself out there. When you are asked to go somewhere or do something, sometimes we're so quick to say, oh, yeah, I'll go. Hmm. But what I've learned is as empath, as an empath and as a spiritual person, like you were just saying, you have to stop and you have to wait a minute and you have yeah. to ask your angel, is this for my best and my highest good? Absolutely. And that has been something I have learned recently because I am so, oh, I'll go. <laughs> I'll do gonna, anything, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm just a, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll go. I'm a happy well, soul. There's, yeah, there's, why not? There's, there's lots of there's lots of spirits trying to talk to us and they're not all good. Yeah, and so there, there you go. But this has been, and this comes from just not really knowing, not, you know, just being spontaneous and not really yeah. understanding. And, and there's a reason I'm bringing this up because you did, you said mm. that before you do something, you ask. Yeah. Always. Say every and, interview I do, yeah. uh, every letter I reply to, I say every yeah. meeting I go to, I say, listen, I'm going to see Nancy today. I don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm doing. Please yeah. work through me. Please let yeah. Nancy hear you through me yeah um, and i'll be that vessel yeah so for me to be a better vessel yeah like i said to you earlier on for me you know people who have got damaged vessels it doesn't mean they can't receive light but if we want to right. receive more light and we want the light to be cleaner and we want the light to come through smoother then we remove every obstacle every obstacle we can remove in order to be a great transmitter otherwise you know if we're a dirty hose the water might come through clean but it's going to come out the other end dirty because the hose is dirty so it's constantly working on contracting anything dark in order to expand consciousness mm -hmm. and when that happens when we do that we are noticed we thought mm -hmm. what i would call first contact the spirit goes this guy's doing the work so yeah. the teachers start to form around you they start to guide you. The soul wakes up and starts to teach you. Your soul becomes your teacher. Mm -hmm. And then you don't ever make a decision again. You just, uh, there's nothing I, everything, everything I do, I know is important. So right. I always say to the spirit, I mean, sometimes it's obvious I need to do it. But sometimes I'll say, I'm not sure about this. Is this right? Right, right. Me too. Right. And then you ask. 
I ask, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I ask, I wake up talking to God or, yeah. or the spirit and I talk to the spirit all day. Me too. And then I go to bed at night talking to the spirit. So I'm in constant prayer. Me too. That's awesome. I'm so glad you do that. That's so cool. Yeah, there's there's other of us that do it too. <laughs> and there's more and more of us. There's more light shining and there's more people waking up and there's more yeah. souls doing this kind of stuff. And I love what you say. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, it changes your life when you start to connect and you bring in the light. That's really the key. And I teach the audience, you don't know this maybe, but because you probably, I don't know if you watch my show or not, but I've taught the audience to bring in the light from above and to bring in the light from below from mother earth. And you brought up the feminine a few minutes ago. Mm. I wondered if you'd expand a little bit on the feminine energy. Yeah. Right the, the, the feminine, uh, when they talk about the Holy Spirit or the Holy mm -hmm. Dove, mm -hmm. that is considered to be the feminine energy. So if you've got the soul, we've got our soul, which is, you know, um, in our center, in our heart. It's, it's right in the very heart of us. Um, when we start to attract the Holy Spirit, it coats the soul. It, it, they call it Christing. So it coats it and gives it layers. So it becomes Christed. Once the soul becomes Christed, so the soul comes initially, initially, like you say, from above, but also from behind the soul. It coats it. Once it's coated, it moves in front of the soul and leads the soul. So the soul becomes uh, like the maid to the mother. So it goes out and does the work of the soul. The soul, the, 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 the holy dove um, is uh, the essence of God. So if you imagine the sun... Um, the the light and the heat that's like the trinity mm -hmm. so once we once the soul becomes coated in this holy spirit and it becomes christ it's like it's tempered the soul becomes tempered so that it's able like it like like um like the filament in a light bulb it's mm -hmm. tempered so that it can receive light mm -hmm. so then we are able to bring in dark and light energy and place a the filament of the soul between them to create and to birth new light so that's what we do so we've got a dark force a, a light force and a dark force that's in everybody when the soul wakes up and it becomes tempered and christed we can put it between those two forces and it burns to create light that's exactly. then we can bring light into the world and the the, the more tempered the the soul is the more prepared the soul is, the cleaner the soul is, the more light it's able to emit. If the soul isn't, you know, you know, like a, for instance, like a, a 40 watt bulb would probably blow if you put a hundred watts through it. So if you want to, if you want to put a hundred watts through a bulb, you need a thicker and a, a, a wider and a more tempered filament. So in other words, we need to, we need to go through the passions, through the stations of the cross in order to temper the soul. Christ called it uh, the bitter cup. We drink from the bitter cup. So we cleanse ourselves. So there is no unkindness in us. And then the spirit is attracted to that because it feeds off that. Mm -hmm. If we were unkind, <clears throat> we, right. we, we push it away again. Mm -hmm. So it's constantly about getting up every single day and starting again. Can I refine? Uh no, you're very knowledgeable. And I love that you've gone through this and that you've written this book and that you're sharing it with everybody. I think it's just amazing. You're very knowledgeable. I want to know you're feeling on something because I was meditating this morning. <laughs> and um, and a lot of people, you know, you're a bright light. I'm a bright light. And so, and I'm an empath. So I always have to watch it. You know, a lot of us empaths, I do shows on empaths, you know, where we kind of just not, we don't really cloak ourselves, but we protect ourselves. We put protection. Yeah. I always put the blue flame sword of truth. Archangel Michael watches over me. So I always ask him, you know, to come in and watch my back. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. My, but my middle name, I was, my middle name is Michael. That's Saint Michael. Ah, okay. God bless. So here's my question. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, she was doing a massage on me and she says, you know, She's pretty intuitive too. She says, you shouldn't protect yourself. You should just put your light out there and let it be free and let it be bright. But there, there's a fine line and I wanna know your feeling on this because in one way, it's cool for us to put our light out there. Yes, we have to ask, you know, before we go into a situation, but on the flip side, we also need to protect ourselves. And I wonder how you feel about that. Where's your, I feel like it's a balancing act. Yeah constantly balancing that is first that what you all, think too yeah okay yeah, go first ahead. of all I, yeah. I can i can tell you that it's not my light i know that for definite 
Mm-hmm. I, the light comes into me. I, there is a light in me, and it's a and it's a, a tincture, a spark of God, but it's not my light. Right. I have to be really careful not, you know, not to own it because if I own it, the ego gets gotcha. Uh, right. Kind right. of gets fat in it. So okay. Um, I know that what comes through me and what comes out of me is not mine. The okay. more I can acknowledge that to myself, the more I'm able to bring in. So I'm a postman. Okay. I'm delivering letters of light, but I'm but I'm not the source of the light. Right. I bring it in. I I You're I, a vessel. Um, You're the vessel. Yeah, so I'm the vessel. So mm-hmm. I, I I attract the light. I conserve the light. Sometimes I have to train and finesse the light. And then through the imposition of hands or spirit or talk, I put the light where I'm guided to put the light. But I don't know where it's going to go or what it's going to do. Sometimes I get an idea of it. I just go where I'm asked to go. So, but I don't take credit. I don't take any credit for what the light does. No, but do you try to protect yourself? Because here's the reason I, yeah, well, here's the reason I'm asking you because here you are, 11 year old boy, and this dark entity, right? Who's attached to this other person. Well, this is why I asked this because we're bright lights. So the dark entities, I guess this is a two-ended question. I want to know what you think. In one way, they're attracted to the light, but on another way, they're afraid of it if it's too bright. Does that make terrified sense? Terrified of it, yeah. So what? they're only going to be attracted to you if you've still got partners. Dark. If you, if you have any darkness in you. Gotcha. You know, if, you haven't, if you're not comfortable with your, um, with your darker side, if you've still got, like, uh, things you haven't processed, you know, like um secrets one of the yeah, things yeah, i yeah. do when i when i when i do sessions with people one of the things i do is i give them a pad of piece of i give them a, a, a people can try this if they want to but i give them a blank pad and a pen and i say what are you afraid to write in that pad what can you write in that pad that nobody ever knows what are you ashamed of mm. what did you do what have you done what do you continue to do mm. what have, what is it that you've not cleaned out yet because whilst that's Mm. still in you you'll always attract darkness Mm. and the light can protect you to a degree but while that darkness is in there it will it will it will um it'll bring that energy in right 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 what about little kids what about little kids though i mean here you were an innocent kid i mean how do you Mm. protect the children well we have to you know when we start to look at the world well, you gets, know what I'm saying, right? I mean, I, I understand, yeah, but, it's, I mean, it's but, like... it's, but it's but it's beyond fathom. Mm. We can never work it out. All we can do is go, where is the darkness in me? Mm-hmm. When I get the darkness out of me and I create light and I, mm-hmm. I and I expand with light and I emit light, mm-hmm. I, I by lifting my consciousness up a tiny bit, I lift the consciousness up of everybody. Right. By bringing light into the world, I'm bringing light in not just for me, but for everybody. So right. everything affects everything. Every everything affects right. everything affects everything, and everybody affects everything. So my job is not to try and work the world out because my head would explode. My job is to recognize that there is a karmic fatberg, and it grows over generations. Everybody contributes if they do anything dark. We, we, can, uh, we can contract that by, by continually, continually, continually being kind. If, if everything I'm saying sounds complicated, reduce it to one thing, be kind, think mm-hmm. kind, say kind, be kind and when you do that that light but expect nothing in return and take no credit for it and don't advertise the fact that you you know i don't mean don't advertise your work but i mean don't you know i don't talk to people and say i don't you know i do a lot for charity but they don't like to talk about it like what i do is i give the work out and then i don't talk about it i always think if we if we're talking about what we've done and it's good for people i agree with you we haven't done enough yeah, I can't. I, I, you know, there should be there should be so many instances in your life every single day where you're anonymously helping people, mm-hmm. especially if you're helping people to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even remember what you've done. You should be getting people who are saying you changed my life, and you can't even remember because you because you've you've written or sent books to so many people. So, um, so it's constantly about recognizing that if there is darkness in us. If there is unprocessed trauma, if there is um, what you would call sin when we've made an error, um, if there's any kind of defilement, any kind of uh, guilt or or shame, God will speak to you 
and he speaks to you through conscience and that okay. will trigger and you'll go don't know how I did that don't know why I did it and at some point we have to go into that um Jung would call this individuation we'd go into that unconscious and bring it up and process it perhaps through somebody like yourself or perhaps through somebody like me or however they do it you could just write it down in a book and go that that happened on my watch. I mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I own all of it. I take full responsibility for it. Once we yeah. do that and we clean it, this darkness can pervade and wander as much as it wants. It will not find you because you are invisible. Al-Ghazali said that when we fall out of alignment and we are unkind, we are noticed. Right. The moment, the moment you, you say an unkind word, the moment you think an unkind word, the devil is present. Right. This is easy. This is esoteric work. Yeah. Not many people want to look at it, but this is this is this is yeah. the uh, mechanics of the metaphysics. Yeah. If we are if we are juggling a thought around in our head in its own kind, the devil is present. There's no doubt. The devil or the divide or the adverse force or the sitra acra, um, whatever you want to call it, it's an energy form. It has it has. Um, as what did Eckhart Tolle call it? Semi, it's a semi-autonomous thought form. And if it rises and you engage it, then it incarnates you. And when it incarnates you, it acts as you and through you in the world, and it leaves karma for you to pick up. And then we find ourselves going, I don't know what I, why I did that. I wasn't myself. I was out of character. That's not me. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. And Because it, it wasn't. Right. Because it's because it's so devious and so covert, it will rise up. They call it in the in Judaism, they call it the whisper. It whispers. You hear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. She said this and they said that, and you mm-hmm. should do this. And suddenly you've got this whole contrivance going on, yeah, and it, none of it's yours. But what the, the main the main thing to do is that we need to get rid of the partners from in us. We need to get rid of the, yes. the parasites. Yes. And everybody everybody has them. That's part of the human condition. Right. The moment we get rid of the parasites, then you're good um, to go. We contract. I call it expansion through contraction. Contraction through expansion. So when we contract the ego, consciousness expands. When we expand consciousness through prayer, through meditation, through these kind of aligned conversations ego contracts and you're right what you said these these energy forms cannot bear to be around the light it's right impenet- it's impenetrable mm-hmm. but if you if you have a partner in you they'll sniff it like a like a bloodhound and that makes total sense to me that makes total sense because you know as long as you're aware and that's really cool that you explained that and thank you because i agree with you I, I think that once you get through all those little parts and it's really working on yourself, bottom line is to thyself be true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really feel like we're all doing right now is working on ourselves to bring in that light, to connect back to God. I want to know what you feel as far as I'll make that conversation a little broader as far as um, humanity right now in the world right now, you know, a lot of us uh, are doing these shows and we're having, I have people on and I teach people how to bring in the light and we teach people how to connect and go back to God. So they're filled up on the inside with light and not stuff. And, you mm. know, you know, there is a change happening right now. What yeah, do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about this? What's going on oh. where you are? I mean, is it, do you see it like I do? Do you feel it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, I, I look around and I know that people don't understand the basic laws of the world they live in. They don't understand causality. They well, we haven't been taught. We haven't been taught. No, yeah. no absolutely true. So yeah. they don't understand causality. And they don't, they don't understand also that um, the world is insoluble. It's not here to be fixed. We're here to perfect ourselves within this world, within this classroom, within this kind of anti-gravity training. We're here to perfect the soul and release spirit so the spirit can go out and enter people. If we're, if we're talking now and somebody feels inspired by what we say, mm-hmm. we have, we have uh, imposed spirit onto them and that spirit will grow in them. That's, that's about the best we can do. But it's no good if we're not hermetically sealed, Nancy. If we haven't got a hermetic seal, it's no good as bringing in more light because it will just leak. It will just leak. And when it leaks, it attracts beast and fowl. So we have to, we have to make sure. Work on ourselves. Yeah. We have to make sure we're hermetically sealed. And to be hermetically sealed means that if I gossip, I leak energy. If I'm unkind, I leak energy. 
if I do the wrong things or watch the wrong things, if I you bring the into, wrong things across the threshold, I'm leaking energy. Well, I think if, no, then I'm going to stop you there because what I've seen, this is what I've truly seen up close yeah. and personal. Unfortunately, I've seen when people do things wrong, that the entities attach themselves to these yeah. people. I, I listened to this dance. I went to do a group. A talk, sorry to interrupt you. Forgive me. No, no, no. I'm I'm just wanted to get that out because that I, went I, I a, see it. I see it. It's I went weird. to do a talk. I went to do a talk for. Uh, I've been to talk in cat cat a prisons. You know, with with lifers, murderers, drug dealers. But I went to do a talk for a group a group of um, kids who who were kicked out of school and they were in this kind of like special school. So they were troubled kids. Right. And and I had exactly the same experience as you. I thought, I'm going to go in there. They're just kids. I've, I've, I've dealt with murderers. So this is going to be easy. It's one of the most difficult sessions I ever did because I could see entities clinging around, clinging around and feeding from, directly from, every one of these kids. Yeah. And I felt the entity, the entities working through all of these kids. One of the kids was sitting under the table. One of them was pretending to be asleep. Another one was shouting at the teachers. One was just walking around aimlessly. And all of them were trying to trigger my ire. I brought spirit into the room. It took me a little while to settle it. Right. Um, and once I brought spirit into the room, they were they were so attracted to the spirit. They were so attracted to that To light. the light, to the light, yeah. Equally, when I've gone to prisons, I've gone into a prison. So wait, stop. So did they go oh, yeah. to the light? Yeah, but by the end of the class, the, the, there was a main ringleader in the class um, and uh, he was kind of bullying the teachers and he was controlling the class and I managed to get him. When I got him and I, and I told, I, I injured him by telling him the truth. I you said told- to him, your, your father was a bully and he hurt your mum. I said, but you are a bully. You are like your father. You're bullying these teachers. You're bullying these children. You're trying to bully me. I said, you are being like your father. The moment he saw that, he stopped. And I said, do you know how much power you could you could emit if you could center yourself and align yourself? Mm. Do you know that you could have so much spirit in you that if you're in a room, even if people don't know you, they can be healed. They can be they can have aspiration, inspiration, ideas. Yeah. People can be freed, people can be untangled just because you're there. You have the power with a thought or with a word, or with a touch, to absolutely transform people's life. Now, that that's worth getting out of bed for in the morning. So this yeah, is you're going to make me cry. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. so I, went yes. into the, I went into a prison, and I've got, like, 50 lifers. So they're all in for life. And I'm watching them looking at me, and, uh, yeah. and, and they're whispering to each other, like, who's this bold, middle-aged guy? Um but I don't go to the prison on my own. They may, they I, ask, I, they ask I, you, you go I, with I your angels, you take them yeah, with you. I'd, yeah. take, I'd never go to a place like that on my sure. own. Yeah. The moment I started to talk, they were all leaning into me. They were leaning into me like there was a vortex, like there was a vacuum. Right. They were feeling the spirit. Right. And I was saying to them, you are here. You are in this prison because a dark perception has got you to do things that created this prison. Now you can't escape from it. I said, I've just walked through every single door. This is the most impregnable prison in Britain. And they say, you can't get in and you can't get out. I said, I've just walked through every door. They've all opened for me. And I said, no, I'll walk back out again. That's because my perception, my perception is in a different place to yours. It's a higher perception. It's an angelic intelligence. Mm-hmm. I said, you're here because of perception. You can be freed from here if you change perception. And they understood it. God, that's so cool. Isn't that cool? Don't you just feel like so, I mean, to me, that's what, you know, that's wonderful work. That's phenomenal work. So that's what inspires me every day, Nancy, to work on my own uh, darker elements. Sure. It it, it, it encourages me to work and remain in the center, to remain in that center column. Right, right, right. Um, And if I remain in the center column, I will be surrounded by angels and they are my protection i'm not my protection i'm weak the reason i know i'm humble (laughs) because people say are you humble i said yeah i'm humble i know i'm humble because i know how weak i am i've absolutely absolutely been on my knees when i've been going through regeneration processes but the moment we make ourselves weak 
um, God is, uh, Christ is, is uh, perfected in that week. Well, I just want to follow that up with any time I've ever been on my knees and really needed help. God has come through for me every single time. Often the only time he can come through because we don't, we won't let him in. Every, well, that's another him. thing. Okay. Well, we got five minutes. <laughs> so that's where I'm at today. All right. I love it. All right. So today, and I want to bring this up because I'm sure you're working on this too. Now it's like, let go, let God. Now yeah. I'm to the point because we all are at this different places, you know, and now it's like, okay, go ahead, do what you got to do. Because yeah. when you let go, and this is what I'm learning to do, it's really hard to do, by the way. And you don't try to control the situation. And I mean, you got to live on earth. You got to go do the stuff that you're used to yeah. doing. Yeah. But when you let the universe take over, I believe miracles happen. Yeah. So that's where I'm at today, Jeff, with the, you that's know, it. are you there that's too? <laughs> exactly the same. I don't make any decisions. And yeah. my life is not about increase. My life is about decrease. So I'm, I'm attracting spirit um, via negative, via negative, via negative, app, they call it. It's called apophatic theology. Someone said to me, um, what's, what's the right path? And I said, I don't know the right path, but I know the wrong path. Right. I said, and if you start walking on the wrong path, You'll be walking on the right path. So if we re, if we if we don't know what God is, we do know what He isn't. We know He's not unkindness. We know He's not gossip. We know He's not the pornographies of the world. He's love. He's, yeah, He's love. So he's we love. get rid of everything that's not love. Yeah. And of course, we will be surrounded. And just to go back to what you said earlier on, yes, we do need to be protected, and we need to get up every single day, and we make sure we are protected and. I do that by just saying to my angels, I'm going out here today. Um, please protect me. I only want to serve God. I only want to stay close to God. I only want to please God. Please surround me and protect me. But they demand that I do my part of the work. Right. You can't, you can't feed this thing and starve it at the same time. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. You still got to go yeah. through the motions, you know, yeah. even though, because yeah. it's really easy to get up in there and just forget about what's happening down on earth. And you got to, it's, it's yeah. a balancing act. You have to be Absolutely, able to be yeah. up there and down here at the same time in order to do this. I love it. I'm so glad you came to join me today. You guys, the book is 99 Reasons to Forgive. Now, his name is spelled G-E-O-F-F -F Thompson. So it's Jeff Thompson, but it's spelled in the English way. So if you guys are looking him up, I looked up your website, Jeff, and it's like, I, I love this. I looked up your website and it says, I'm busy right now writing books and I'm not dealing with social media. And I was like, well, God bless. <laughs> yeah, all I, I do like... now is I've got, I've got an Instagram page. Okay, that, tell us what that, it is. It's called Jeff underscore Thompson, Jeff underscore thompson underscore official and it's run by a beautiful girl called gabriella so okay i post on there all the time and everything i do is on there but but i'm not really on social media i'm just i'm just uh, i love it doing the work i think that's i <laughs> think I that's spectacular as well uh, you, you're yeah I've, I've never felt as much light from anybody uh, on any podcast as i felt from you you as soon as i started speaking to you i started smiling it's such a such a pleasure thank you you're welcome. You're welcome. God bless. All right, you guys, this is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity. If you do want an angel reading, go to my website, nancyyerald.com and book your date and time. The book is called 99 Reasons to Forgive. Everybody have a fabulous week and God bless.